Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 49, which we are recording on Friday, November 15th. It's already the middle of, of November. November. <gasps> I'm Gail. <laughs> and I'm Charlene. And welcome to the podcast. What are you wearing today? I am wearing a cardigan that I knit back in February of 2012 called The Fuse. The pattern is by Veronique Avery, and I knit mine in Cascade 220 Tweed, which now that I say that out loud, I think the tweed has been discontinued. So you can't get tweed anymore. You can still get Cascade 220, just not the tweedy version. And this is a cardigan with either, Gail and I were having a discussion about how to describe this. It's a cardigan with, you wear with either open drapey fronts or a built-in cowl. Because the way the fronts drape, you can pull them up around your neck. Sounds odd, but it works, folks. Yep, around the back of your neck. <laughs> around the back of your neck. And then one side has three little button loops and one side has three buttons. And you can cinch up one, two, or three buttons depending on how snug or warm you would like the cowl to be. And I have two buttons around my neck buttoned up right now and it's a warm snuggly cowl and it's been a little chilly here we've had a a day with fog and one day with a little bit of clouds I don't I don't really know how chilly it's been it's not compared to most of the world it's not chilly at all for us native Santa Cruz people it's chilly (laughs) it's been cold mornings yes but then during the day it's been warming up so in the mornings I like to put on a nice snuggly sweater with a cowl and I love this sweater. And it's an all-over lace pattern, too. It's oh, really should, pretty. Yeah, we should mention that. And it was funny. Charlene texted me yesterday that she was wearing her fuse, and I was wearing mine. I've been wearing <laughs> mine every day at home for the last two weeks, just about when the weather started to get a little bit chilly. It's the perfect layering piece because you can either have it open if you yeah. want to, if it's warmer, yeah. or wrap the cowl around your neck when you get chilly, and it's just because it's an all-over lace, it's not stifling. Right. So it's and a great And mine sweater. is a little bit, I can't remember if I added length to mine or maybe the pattern is just long, but it's long and it, it covers past your, your, yeah, it covers your bottom. And I think it is the pattern because mine's that long. Oh, also. okay. And okay. it was a very interesting construction. It was a fun knit because right. it was so interesting. Because I think you started a weird bottom corner. corner and you knit a band that goes around the whole sweater and then it comes out from the band something unusual but it was, it was a very fun compelling knit because yes, you compelling. were you were compelled to see where you were going with it and what was going to happen next so I enjoyed it how about you Gail what are you wearing I'm wearing two new finished objects I'm wearing my lipstick cardigan which is the newer pattern by Hohi Locatelli it is a cardigan that is I don't want to call it boxy because it's not as boxy as her other patterns, Mm -hmm. but it's very roomy and it has a stockinette body with a panel of reverse stockinette at the button band area and lace sleeves that are picked up and knit down from the kind of box shape of the body. And it's great. I knit mine with Spud and Chloe sweater in a gray color. One thing I do want to say about the yarn though, I love the yarn. I loved knitting with it. It blocked out beautifully. It's very warm and snuggly. It does shed a little bit, so mm-hmm. it does leave fiber all over my black pants. Not all over, but it's not too bad today. But 
other pants, it really, the fibers cling. Mm. And when I blocked the sweater, the water turned the nastiest yellow urine color. <gasps> like, oh my gosh, where did this yellow come from in this gray yarn? And I rinsed it and it was still yellow. So luckily the color of the yarn didn't change. I thought at first, oh no, I hope it's not going to fade. The color remained true, but mm. I don't know what they use in their yarn processing. I was kind of alarmed. It was a little unusual. However, great sweater. I can mm. see this being a sweater that gets a lot of wear. And several people have knit it as a pullover. And I think that's in my near future. Gail and I are both yeah. talking about knitting a pullover version. In fact, I already have some yarn in mind. <laughs> so. So that's the first thing I'm wearing. And I must add, very, very quick knit because it's worsted weight yarn on fairly large needles. So it really does go quickly. If I say that as a sweater knitter who's used to knitting fingering weight sweaters. So to me, this sweater went very, very quickly. I think the gauge was four stitches to the inch. I don't remember, I but it's, it is, it's very so it's, big. It's big, yeah. yeah. The other thing I'm wearing is my undulation stole, which I mentioned as a work in progress an episode or two ago. This is a pattern by Becky Herrick, and I used, it's knit lengthwise, it's a stole, so it's a long rectangle, and it's knit in stripes. So you use a gradient yarn striped with a contrasting color yarn. And I used Knitwit's Freya Ombre, and it goes from a very light, turquoise to purple and it goes from light turquoise to dark to blue to purple and it's beautiful and i used as my contrasting color madeline tosh lace in onyx which is a tonal black and it's just really pretty the black stripes are lace kind of a feather and fan type of lace so it gives you this wavy as the name implies, undulation, wavy stripes, and it's airy. It's very light because the yarns are so lightweight, and it's airy because of the gauge and the lace pattern, so it's not stifling hot. I have mm -hmm. it over my lipstick, wrapped kind of tied at my chest, and it's just delightful. It's it is. It's really very pretty. lightweight, and it's just striking. The colors in it are yeah. striking. I highly recommend both yarns, but the Knitwits... We were lucky enough to see them in person again recently, and it took great resistance for me to not buy another <laughs> skein, but she's going to be at Stitches next February, so I'll have so an opportunity to, yeah. So loved the pattern, very simple pattern, and loved the results. So that was Ondulation by Becky Herrick. And what are you stocking? Well, the first thing that I am stocking is actually something that we mentioned last time and i'm still stocking it and there's a reason it's the hito fude cardigan by hiroko fukatsu thank you to amy in yokohama for the pronunciation of hito fude and i hope i'm saying it correctly we practiced that before we turned on the <laughs> microphone i'm mentioning it again because now there are over 120 projects on Ravelry so that pattern even though it's relatively new has really taken off I think it struck a lot of people in its beauty and simplicity yet it's very elegant and so I'm thinking of having that be my January 1st cast on project if you've been following the podcast you may recall that for I think almost the whole time I've been knitting for some reason every January 1st I'd like to cast on something for myself that's special something that I've been wanting to knit for a while 
And I think that might be my January 1, 2014 project. So I'll be stocking that for the next few weeks. Well, and let's do a little plug since you mentioned January 1st. Oh, okay. Self-indulgent <laughs> knit-along. So if you've listened to the podcast since last January, last January we did the self-indulgent knit-along. We figured everybody should have been finished with their gift knitting, all the craziness of holidays, etc., etc. So let's use January through probably March. We haven't said it. Yeah. We haven't worked out the details yet. However, let's use that time for self-indulgent to knitting. Just knit something for ourselves. Yeah, whether it be <laughs> a pattern you've been longing to knit or the perfect skein of yarn that you haven't touched that you've been saving for special, anything like that. So keep that in mind. And several people have mentioned wanting to knit Hito Fude. So so there I might think be a there few might be of a, us. Yeah, a mini knit along yeah, within a knit along. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that will be fun. And then the other thing that I have been looking at is I've been just revisiting my own successful knits for second time around sweaters, which Gail always laughs at me because every time I make something that I really like, I say, I want to make another one. And sometimes I do, but more often it, it stays on the cue as something that I want to make but I I would like to have another dragonfly sweater this year because I wore that dragonflies jumper so much last winter and it's not that it's worn out or anything it's just that I I think I would wear another one <laughs> in a different color perhaps yeah or a different yeah color. yeah and then some of the cowls and hats that I've knit before, I'm thinking about knitting again. I think partially I do that because once something has been knit, it's comfort knitting. You, you know true. where you're going with it, and it's easy. And the lipstick, I, that's another one. I want to make another one. And you know, you know how to do it, even though I don't have it memorized, but I'd have to look at the pattern. But you, you just... You know where you're going and it's easy, no stress. So I think perhaps this time of year, I'm just looking for projects that aren't going to be too dramatic. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you said that because I was looking through my closet the other day thinking, which sweaters have I knit a second time? Not very many. No. And which do I still want to knit a second time? And they are almost all plain stockinettes. Yeah. Boxy, yeah. the Calnet cardigan the oh now i'm blanking doesn't matter but the message being wow i'm really surprised that the sweaters i want to knit again or have knit are very very simple my deep breath cardigan i want to knit another of those i want another in gray or something more neutral maybe a slightly thicker yarn too because pullover it's a pullover it's knit in lace weight yarn at a worsted gauge the pattern itself the deep breath sweater is the pattern is written for either worsted weight or you can use lace weight which gives you a very open fabric and i used a silk alpaca blend yarn so it's very warm i can put that as a layer over anything and i use it as my traveling sweater because you can wad it up in the smallest little ball although it does snag pretty easily because of the very open gauge but i really wanted it another one i was kind of plotting one yesterday just to clarify if you knit it with a a lightweight 
lace weight or fingering weight yarn, you knit it at the same gauge that you would knit your worsted weight so that the fabric is loose and airy. Very airy. And on Gail's particular sweater is very airy and very, what's, it's the, the yarn has a lot of um, fuzz to it. Yeah. So it doesn't look completely open, but, but it the is. fabric is so light that you could also drape that sweater around your neck as a scarf. That's what I've done, yeah, <laughs> when I'm traveling. Shawl, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why it's a great little travel sweater. Yeah, but that also was an incredibly quick knit because you're knitting with a very fine yarn at a very large yeah. gauge on large needles. And that was one of the first sweaters that I knit, mm-hmm. and it just flew yeah, off the needles. I remember. I really enjoyed that as a knit. It yeah. made me. It gave me a lot of confidence as a knitter. So sorry to interrupt your stopping. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. You and I are always in the same knitting yeah. space. It's so spooky. That is all I'm stocking. I don't really have anything that I'm, no new patterns that I'm pondering over yet. It's, it's, I think it's about the comfort knitting right now. It's the time of year. Yeah. How about you? What are you stocking? I am stocking the gift along pattern. Oh. So the end of our last episode, I did a little edit and added in the information for the indie designer gift along that's happening November 1st through December 31st. And all of the participating patterns, the sale ends today, November 15th, but they have an accompanying knit slash crochet along that goes with it with prizes. And that knit along continues until December 31st. So to celebrate some work successes, I did indeed indulge (laughs) in several knit along patterns, gift along patterns rather, and I'm looking forward to knitting some of those. I actually already have one on the needles too. So super fun stuff there. Some beautiful, beautiful patterns. I was introduced to some designers I hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Lots of perfect gift knitting for this time of year or any time of year, quite frankly. And the other thing I have been stocking has been my own queue and my own <laughs> stash. And like we were just discussing, my own successful knits. Interesting. So yeah, I've you been have doing been, the same thing. That's interesting. Huh. It's well, We do end up on the same page a lot. Yeah, I've been having some stash guilt lately. <laughs> so I'm focusing on what can I knit that I've already purchased a pattern for, already have yarn for, etc. I shouldn't have to go out and buy anything else to knit plenty of items for the next many, many years. (laughs) So I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to try. I'm saying it on air. Let's see if if it holds me to it. I'm really going to try to not buy any more yarns or patterns until stitches. I just have no need. Yeah. So I'm going to try to be responsible. Knit responsibly. (laughs) There we go. I like that. (laughs) So what are you knitting? I am knitting. I have two things on the needles right now. I've finished... A sweater recently and then as Gail knows after I finished that I was really back and forth and kind of up in the air about what I wanted to cast on I wasn't quite ready to cast on a big project or at least I didn't know exactly what I wanted except for one thing I wanted a particular sweater called well I want a particular sweater called ease patterned by Alicia Plummer. The yarn that I want to use for that, unfortunately, is still, half of it is still knit into another sweater that I need to rip out. And of course, for some reason, that's the sweater that I want to knit. I don't want to knit something that I can just pick up skeins of yarn for and start. I want to knit something that requires more work (laughs) 
go for it. Knit. If you have that bug to knit so, a certain thing, you just got to go for it sometimes. I do. And I had most of a skein of the Malabrigo Rios and Cuparcita left from this previous sweater. So I actually cast on the sweater using that skein. And over the course of the last mm, four or five days, I have been slowly, very slowly, but surely ripping out that sweater piece by piece. I always joke that it seems like the only sweaters I ever want to rip are the ones that are knit in pieces and require me to take out seams. I don't know if there's a connection there or what, but this one <laughs> seamed. So I have one, two, I think I have two pieces left to rip, but one of them is the big body piece with which also contains the hood. So that's the largest piece. So I have a, a couple of the smaller pieces ripped. I have, will still have to soak or steam the yarn. I need to assess that better in the light of day and how to get the the kinks out of that. So that's somewhat on the needles. The second thing that I have in my hands right now is a simple charity hat. Probably going to go to Halos of Hope this year or next year at Stitches probably. And I am knitting a free pattern called Barley, which is from the Tin Can Knits Women. And it is a basic stockinette stitch hat with a garter stitch panel. Couldn't be easier. And in fact, there it is from a series that they are calling their Learn to Knit series. So it's very, very basic. In fact, if you've ever, like me, just cast on a hat, you may have knit something very similar to this without a pattern. But since it's there and it looks lovely, I am using their wonderful little pattern. Thank you very much, Tin Can Knits. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> it is. It's got one little garter stitch panel that you can wear off to the side or the front. <clears throat> I think it'll be very cute. I am using an acrylic blend yarn because I was told last, well, this year at Stitches by the volunteer in the Halos of Hope booth that they don't particularly care for the 100% wool hats. So I'm using this blend. I'm really not enjoying working with this blend. This one, it's a little squeaky to me. Did that come from that bag? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My sister-in-law was knitting an afghan years and years and years ago and about three years ago she took the bag out of her closet and handed it to me and said here take all this green yarn <laughs> we're still working through it we're still working through it and in fact some of it went to my sister who made a dog sweater Aww. for one of her dogs and i think i still have one untouched skein and i you know it's soft and it's got the acrylic content very i can't even remember i think it's a patent's yeah, I can't remember how much wool there is in it at all, but it fits the bill for what its intended bill, purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it fits the need for its intended purpose, so I can knit it. It'll really be fine. But those are the only things I have on my needles. How about you? Oh, my goodness. I am currently knitting the Imagine When shawl, another yeah. Hohi Locatelli pattern that is just stunning and I don't know if I've mentioned this or Charlene has yet. Hohi is also having a fall knit along in her group on Ravelry. So if you happen to be knitting any of her patterns, you should check that out. It's, I think it goes through December 15th. Oh, good. Because be now wrong. that you say that, I don't know if I entered your lipstick or your shawl. 
A lipstick, I don't think would have been. I think I knit that before. before. But um, my shawl. Yeah. I knit my shawl, and I need to go put that in there. So, knit along, available with Hohe. But the Imagine When shawl, thank you so much, Robbie, who is photo knit gal on Ravelry. She created an Excel spreadsheet to track <laughs> the sections of the shawl. And if it hadn't been for Robbie sharing that spreadsheet with me, I don't know how I could have done this. <laughs> right, it, the way Robbie described it, the spreadsheet makes it social knitting. Without the spreadsheet, oh, you have to pay too much attention way. and you can't knit it while speaking on the podcast, well, etc. That's a good way to yeah, say So it. thank you, Robbie. Great pattern. It's a really beautiful asymmetric shawl that has not random, but interesting swaths of different eyelet shapes. So it's hard to describe, but they're like six sections and they all angle slightly differently. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful effect. And I am using the most luscious yarn. It is Duck Duck Wool Merino Silk 80-20 Fingering. So it's 80% Merino, 20% Silk. It's in the Sugared Rim colorway, which is a beautiful, almost neon pink, but it looks frosted. <laughs> like there is white in it not splotches of white but it almost gives it a frosted look and it's just stunning it's so pretty and thank you so much to sandra of duck duck wool for that yarn it is lovely and i will definitely be buying some more of this it's super squishy too because the shawl itself is knit in garter stitch so it's just the fabric itself is super squishy plus the beautiful yarn so that's the first thing that i'm knitting the imagine when shawl and now I have to look at my notes. <laughs> I cast on two days ago one of the gift along patterns. It's the Ritzy Mitts pattern by Katya Frankel. And I am using a yarn we're going to review on this episode. So I'll talk about the yarn later. But they're really cute mitts. They have a they gathered really cuff and just a plain stockinette hand with a thumb gusset and then a little bit of garter at the top where it ends at your fingers super cute super fast great gift knitting and I'm also well I can't say I'm actually knitting this yet because I've swatched but I haven't cast on oh, yeah. the casual lace cardigan by Justina Lorkowska <laughs> that's also a gift along pattern oh, okay I'm using some yarn I've had in stash one of those sweater quantities that I bought and I've been waiting for the perfect sweater to there use it, comes, it. Yeah. it's the uncommon thread lush twist sock yarn in the leaden colorway which is a beautiful gray leaning blue and i've been wanting to cast on over a week i swatched last week blocked the swatch i was very responsible and i haven't had the ver the verbal the mental acuity and focus to cast it on this week i keep looking at the pattern and reading through it and by the time i get three pages into the pattern i just my eyes cross, and I just can't, I don't have the mental I, bandwidth right I now. I totally understand. I, I've had a week like that, too, which yeah. is why I haven't been able to really focus on casting on a sweater, either. I just haven't been able to. Super busy week for both of us. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, what I'll, <laughs> that's what I'll go back on. It's just been too busy of a yeah. week, but I'm hoping to get that on the needles this weekend because I'm really looking forward to it. I've loved it since she released it, and at 25% off, I just couldn't resist, so... <laughs> That's what I'm knitting. What have you finished since the last episode? As I mentioned before, I finished my 5200K by Suvi Simola. So pretty. It, I love this pattern. I love this sweater. It's a pullover 
tunic with an asymmetrical hem in the front and a little pocket detail on the edge of one of the hem. It's knit in fingering weight yarn, which is a good choice for a pullover for me. And let's see, it's got buttons on the sleeves. The sleeves are just below length. the elbow. And then it's got a little garter stitch cuff with a button. And then the pocket, which is on the asymmetrical hem, has two pockets. Two buttons. Two buttons. Excuse me. So four buttons total. And it just so happened that Stephanie, a.k.a. Soulmate, brought me a little card of purple buttons when she came to visit in Santa Cruz several weeks ago. And the buttons were really cute. I loved the color. The next day I took them out and I had them and I was working on my on my 5200K and the yarn color is called Spectrum from Madeline Tosh. And they went perfectly. They did. And was, I needed four buttons. It was so cool. And it was just meant to be. I needed. I had exactly four buttons right there. And here I was knitting it, and she gave me the buttons. So thank you very much, Stephanie. It worked out. It was one of those things that, like I said, it was just meant to be. So I went with it. And that was it. a really fun visit, too. So Stephanie that that lives was. about two and a half hours, three hours away from us. And she came and spent a couple days in Santa Cruz. So we were able to hang out with her and Ian, who is KG Mama on Ravelry. And it was just really fun. We went it out was, to a nice yes. dinner, and Charlene and I never go out to dinner. So <laughs> <laughs> it was really a nice evening. We crawled out from our, our little caves. homes. Yes. <laughs> to have some yarny socializing, and that was really fun. Very nice. Let's see. The second thing I finished is the Berry Hat by Lee Meredith, which is knit in... Actually, uh, the yarn that we're going to review that Gail mentioned earlier. So I'll talk about the yarn later, but the hat is really cute. It's, I'm reaching over here to get it. It's knit in several directions. You start out knitting around to knit the, brim, not the, cuff, the brim or the cuff, yeah, to go around your head. And then you take off in another direction and knit sideways from that so that the lines are going in two different directions and there's a contrasting garter stitch not seam but a row in there that kind of shows off that you're knitting in two different directions it's really cool it is it's very interesting it's fun there's one little seam to knit when you finish and then you can make it in a slouchy version or a fitted version. It was fun. It was a quick knit. I did it as a test knit for this particular yarn. And I love the colors. And it's a fun little hat. They are Charlene colors. 100%. Yes. And then the third thing I finished was another Renfrew hat, which was the hat that I actually talked about last time. You knit that hat inside out. And I knit one out of a cotton blend for a charity hat. It was a bright yellow. It'll be a cheery hat to give away this season. And then the next thing is a little shawl, shawlette. I think I might've mentioned this pattern last time. 22 Little Clouds by Martina Bam. There are, this is a free pattern on Ravelry and there are lots of patterns that are similar to this. It's a 
tiny little triangular shawl. Shawlette. Shawlette, yeah. yeah. And it's then small. and then at the end edge of it, when you get to the to where you're ready, almost out of yarn, I think you stop at twenty five percent you reserve twenty five percent of your yarn for the ruffle. You double your stitches, knit a few more rows in that stockinette stitch until you have just enough yarn to bind off. And then you've got the little ruffle. And it was a fun, very quick little knit. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. I knit mine in fingering weight. I think the pattern originally calls for maybe DK or worsted, something that was larger. But you can take the idea and not necessarily use the stitch counts with whatever yarn you want and just knit to whatever size you want or as much use as much yarn as you have just keeping in mind that you reserve 25 percent of your yarn i i weighed mine to figure out when i was at that 25 percent mark as long as you reserve that for your ruffle then you're good to go and if you can knit i think this was about oh here's a tag this was 360 yards so if you can knit approximately that much in a few nights it would be a good gift item i think so that's that's the last thing how about you i've what finished, have you finished quite a few things my new job one of the things that i one of my tasks this week was to mediate or facilitate a three-day training session that was all done via webex <laughs> so i was able to knit i couldn't knit anything complicated because I had to be listening all the time in case somebody had a question or had an audio problem, etc. I was responsible for all of that. So it was just straight up stockinette was all I was able to do. But it did give me an opportunity she to knock out quite a few things. Hours and hours of just being present to knit. 18 hours. <laughs> 18 hours of just being present to knit. And a lot of that, you know, you knit three stitches, you set it down, you troubleshoot yeah. something for 15, then you knit three rows and set it down and troubleshoot for 90 seconds. I mean, it was very, you know, stop and go. Exactly. So the little things that I knit were the thrummed booties from the knitted slipper book Mm -hmm. that we reviewed last episode. That's written by Katie Startsman. And these were so fun to knit. (laughs) I will talk more about them on our next episode. I don't, they're going to be a gift for someone, so I don't want to reveal too much on this episode, but great gift knit. I would say I knocked out each slipper in approximately all combined total knitting time, three hours maybe? You knit them flat, and there is some shaping, and you thrum, which, quick overview, you pull off a piece of fiber and then you knit it every third stitch on the thrumming rows. So I used, against my contrasting yarn, I used a different color as a contrast. So you get these pops of really bright knit stitches on your finished fabric. You seam that flat piece of slipper knitting together. And then on the inside, you have all these soft, wonderful, fluffy bits of thrum that (laughs) your foot lives in. And they're just heavenly. I slipped them on and oh my goodness, I will be knitting several of these for Christmas gifts this year. So that's the thrummed booties. I highly recommend that as gift for yourself or gift for anyone. They come in sizes, I believe, from child, that definitely child through men's large foot. So you can knit them for anyone and super quick. The other little thing that I did during that facilitating the training is 
the pattern gnome is where the heart is. And Kelly Black from the Shorty Stutures podcast sent that pattern to me as a gift quite a while ago because I mentioned it in the stocking segment. And it is so much fun. It's by Susan Claudino and you can knit it in any weight yarn and the pattern instructions are crystal clear how to do it. She has you in the pattern knit it in the round, but I was finding it way too fiddly to do when I had to pay attention. So I actually knit mine flat and then seamed it when I was done. And you can't tell at all that it was knit flat oh, because nice. I added one stitch on either side for the selvage. For the same, yeah. And knit it up, seamed it up, and did it all. I would say that that was maybe a two, two and a half hour project because it's really tiny on fingering weight yarn. And when Max got home from school, my husband was putting the safety eyes on for me. So I held it up for Max. It wasn't stuffed yet. And I said, what do you think of that? And he said, oh, mommy, it's adorable. So when I, he went off to his, his boxing cl- class or whatever and came home and I had stuffed it and sewn the little bottom closed and I put it on the computer where he'd see it when he got home. And he said, oh, can I have it? And I said, yes, you can have that one. And then my parents came over for dinner last night and Max was showing it to them. And my dad said, well, I would kind of like one of those for my van. So I kind of knit a little gnome for my dad. That is so <laughs> his cute. Van. Isn't that great? That is so cute. I thought it was adorable. <laughs> so my son and my father will each have little matching gnomes because we asked him, well, what color do you want yours? I want mine to be just like Max's. So Aww. very cute. I also finished my leg warmers that I was knitting from the beautiful hand-spun fin yarn from my friend Donna. They're so pretty and warm and delightful. I've been wearing them around the house. (laughs) I love them. And I also finished a knotted pine hat, which is a new hat pattern by Alicia Plummer. Once again, Uh same designer on the same (laughs) podcast. That is also a gift along, the indie gift along pattern list. That was one of them. And yarn will be reviewed later in this episode, but the hat itself is kind of an interesting construction. It's knit in the round and it has a section that's a panel that has two different cables. So basically it's like a textured corrugated ribbing, a cable, then a larger cable in the middle, then that reverse on the other side of it. So the cable and the corrugated ribbing. The body of the hat is what she calls a twisted stitch it's beautiful texture. I love the texture of the hat. It's just with the right yarn, it just really pops and looks really cool. And you knit straight, you don't do any decreasing. And at the very top, you do, you graft it together at the top and then you turn it inside out and you pull the two inside corners together and seam that not seam them together, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Graft. Sew them together. Oh inside mm-hmm. the hat. So you have this this interesting top that kind of looks like an envelope to me for mm-hmm. some reason, but super cute oh, pattern. Yeah. It went really quickly and I recommend the pattern as another great <laughs> little gift knitting cool. or for anyone who likes a hat. Yeah. It was nice. So those are all the long list of things I finished. Okay. Helps to have a lot of dedication. <laughs> Definitely. We are going to kick off another little knit along. We'll let it run from today, which is November 15th, through December 31st, and we're just going to call this For Good. The idea is either knit something that you're donating to a charity, or buy a pattern, book, etc., where the proceeds go to charity. 
So good examples of this would be Cindy, who is Cozy Couch on Ravelry, who I think has finished her 20th hat for Halos of Hope. Way to go, Cindy. You are (laughs) awesome. So that's a good example, Knitting for Charity. There are lots of other charitable organizations. Everyone has them locally. Plus there are things like Mother Bear. There are things for people in the armed services. There is a plethora of preemie hats. And we should mention Cindy is knitting hers for Halos of Hope. There's a podcaster competition. Certain podcasts have joined together to gather donations for Halos of Hope. So if you're so inclined and don't have a local charity, that's one option. Yep. And then you would be participating in another knit-along because right. double dipping, triple triple dipping, go for it. <laughs> anything it can qualify for that makes it more fun. So anything, any project you knit or any pattern you buy, you can enter that separate individual item into the thread that we open so you can be eligible for X number of prizes. It's not just one post per person. We want to encourage you to do all that you can for charity. So do as much you good do, as you exactly. can handle. <laughs> and Put yourself into the holiday mood by doing some good. Exactly. Or knitting some good. <laughs> exactly. And one of the examples for books slash patterns that you can purchase that would be applicable, anything where the proceeds go to charity or nonprofit. So not something that's a fundraiser for a business, but something that's a nonprofit focus. And we went to Knit Lab two weekends ago in San Mateo, and we were fortunate enough to be in a class with Kat Bordy, who is very well known in the knitting world. And she just released a new book called Felfs, that's F-E-L-F-S, which is short for Felted Elfin Footwear. And she gave us a preview of some of the footed, footed footwear. footwear. <laughs> some of the little felted footwear. Thank you. I cannot speak. <laughs> really really cool ideas basically you knit this flat piece of fabric you fold it and seam it based on her instructions and then you felt it and based on the structure you either get a really cute little booty or you get something that's almost knee high really cool stuff and she told us 100 percent of her profits she is donating to a friend of hers who is a cancer researcher i believe at mit and I think I could be completely wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's just, it sounds like he's doing some Groundbreaking wonderful research. cancer research. And I'm not going to try to explain it. You can read about it, I'm sure. We'll, fi- we'll find a, a link to her information about it. And I'll post that in the show notes. And I think the way she described it in class was she wants the world to know that this cancer research was funded in part by knitters by and i think she said entirely she would love to see it funded entirely by knitters but he must have so. government grants and things like no, that yeah it, yeah he must no have a lot of know, different funding she would love to see this research ultimately mean an end to chemotherapy and, and end to cancer. And cancer, as yeah. we know it, yeah. Or so, cancer as a deadly disease. Yeah, definitely go check it out. We will, Charlene will, she's our mastermind behind the show notes, <laughs> find a link to it because, one, it's a really cool book. Second, it's amazing research that's being done. So that's an example of a purchase you can make that would put you in for an entry in the knit along. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we'll open a thread, and please feel free. We'll have the FO slash purchase thread, and then we'll have the chat thread. 
And we will have our self-indulgent knit along kicking off January, January 1st. 1st. So, so for good, followed immediately by self-indulgence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't notice that before just get now. Get your needles ready and plan ahead and knit some good yeah and we're hoping that this is just as interactive as almost all of our knit alongs are so we're both really excited about starting another one and now we're going to kick off some reviews we have five different reviews we're going to do this episode we're going to try to fit them all in because like we mentioned last time it's the holiday season and you may be wondering what to give another knitter in your life or what to gift knit yourself for someone in your or life. what to knit for mm-hmm. someone for yourself for, for someone <laughs> or yourself but um yeah <laughs> so the first two items we're going to review are yarn the next two are some pretty awesome pattern books and the last one is actually a knitting tool yeah, which is that's really going to cool. be really fun yeah so let's start out with the yarn so we were sent by a new-ish yarn store called the knitting boutique which is brick and mortar in Maryland and Mm -hmm. also an online store. They sent us several skeins of two different bases of theirs, the Susquehanna and the Severn. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start with Susquehanna, right? Right. And let's see, the Susquehanna yarn is 85% Polworth, 15% silk. So it's a blend. We were sent two different bases, a DK base and a fingering base. And Gail and I both knit hats with our, no, you knit mitts with the DK base, and I knit a hat. And just off the top of. Well, my... I have the, the stats on the yarn written down. Oh, too. okay. So this one is, it's DK weight, like Charlene oh, said. There we go. It's an eight ply. It, it comes in a put up of four ounces, which is 240 yards. And the stitch slash gauge measurement on the Ravelry page is five and a half stitches to the inch on US five to six needles. So that's the recommended gauge that Mm -hmm. they give for this particular yarn. And all of the Knitting Boutique's yarns are organic and they define that as the fibers have undergone minimal chemical processing resulting in a finer, softer, naturally white yarn that takes the dye with vivid boldness and all of their yarns are hand dyed. And one of the fascinating things for me about their new yarn line is that they have partnered with the Schweitzer Mill Farms in Pennsylvania. So all of their yarn, I believe, is US sheep. It's all spun locally in Pennsylvania, and then they hand dye it with natural dyes. So it's another of the US, we're supporting the US sheep industry and hand dyeing and knitting, et cetera, et cetera. And so it kind two of goes small along. businesses came together to create this. So yeah. So <laughs> that's some background on their yarn lines. And so we're reviewing first the Susquehanna, which is the Polworth silk blend. Okay. So let's see. We have little ratings that we I think we introduced those last time. Yeah, I forgot so, to say this is our new what are you swatching segment. Oh, did we not say that? Oh, we did what not. are you swatching? Exactly. So it's a review, <laughs> but it's also going to be a new addition to the podcast in general. We'll be swatching a new new to us yarn or new to the industry yarn yeah. and giving you Whatever guys we our feedback on the yarn itself. So this is the first one that we're doing. And Charlene and I were brainstorming, you know, how can we make this a consistent 
part of the podcast where we give consistent ratings, etc. So we came up with several, and we're going to try to do this both from the hank as you're knitting and then after you've blocked. So the different categories will be the texture of the yarn, the sheen of the yarn, the density slash loftiness of the yarn, the fuzz factor, so how much of a halo <laughs> does it have, and then wearability. So we don't want to categorize yarns as soft or rustic or right we don't want to give it a softness rating so yeah because not all yarn has to be soft and i think that a lot of knitters judge yarn by how soft it is and soft for a lot of people equals good rustic equals not good and i don't necessarily feel that's necessary for all you don't necessarily need softness in all garments. If you're trying to make a garment or a textile that has other qualities that may not necessarily be the same qualities as something you wear next to the skin, you may not want something that's soft. So I, I just want to, soft does not equal good. Is right, that, and that I feel so, the same way. Yeah, so we were trying to figure out a way to say that. So wearability or usability i guess we should say because yeah. we should also remember that not everything knit is worn oh that's true too <laughs> that's very true and then the last thing that we're going to discuss with most yarns is what happened when we blocked it yeah. so was it dirty did it bleed did it bloom etc so starting with the susquehanna how would you rate the texture of the yarn well, this one actually is soft. <laughs> no, the texture itself. So was texture, it smooth? Oh, was smooth. it bumpy? Was it... No, this one is very smooth. Yeah. I found it to be very, very smooth. And, and I see. agree. And just so that you know, I forgot to mention this too. I am actually in my stash entries. I am going to be putting every yarn that we review and that I swatch with on my own. I'm going to be using these ratings in my yarn notes. So if you go to my stash in Ravelry and you find the yarn, you can look in my notes and see all of this there. Yeah, we'll both do that, and we're just gonna call it what are you swatching ratings. Yep. So. And I agree, very, very smooth yarn. Very smooth and very nice to knit with. Beautiful I enjoyed hand. knitting with it, it felt great. And the silk does give it a little bit of sheen, I expected more sheen considering the silk content. Oh, really? I thought, see, I thought that it was pretty shiny. <laughs> well, let me get my mitt. It's not that shiny. I guess. Yeah, I feel see, like I'm, it is. I'm looking at the gray. We had a gray, but a yours purple, is knit. and a variegated. And I think the purple is pretty shiny and yeah, reflective. Yeah, I would agree gray, with that. The gray, I don't think is very I, I would agree with that. And perhaps that it's just the coloring of the dye or maybe it's just a different um, lot of yarn you never know or maybe That's just true. that part of it had a little less silk I was but, just expecting with 15% silk I was expecting a lot more shine like to me the duck duck wool in my hand I think is shinier hmm. and it's 20% silk but again you can see that this is very subjective right <laughs> we aren't always very going to agree subjective. density I, I thought that also I forgot to mention this I enjoyed this yarn in the hank, I enjoyed knitting with it, and I enjoyed the finished object. I did so too. So it was very smooth and consistent and delightful. I really like the yarn. Yeah, I, did, I liked it a lot too. So in all forms. And in terms of density, I found it, I thought it was pretty drapey. I don't know if that's because I knit looser items. I think your mitts are knit tighter yeah. 
than but it's still pretty both gravy. of mine. Yeah. So I, it's very nice. I liked it. Yeah, I gave it a medium on density, and fuzz factor. I don't think there is a halo at all. No, so. I don't. I don't find it fuzzy. And wearability, I would say this is next next to skin. Soft. Absolutely yeah. next to the skin soft. I definitely will be buying some of this in the future because these mitts will actually be a gift for someone. And when I was trying them on, I thought, oh, I could keep these for myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't keep every knit for yourself. Yeah. And I haven't blocked mine yet. So what happened when you blocked it? Nothing significant. It did. I don't remember any bleeding no no significant bleeding the the shawl that i made out of the fingering weight i blocked it and this shawl is grays and pale green little pale green going into yellow and a little bit of cream color and so perhaps the dye wouldn't have been as vibrant if it came off but nothing really came off in the water and I was able to stretch the shawl out quite a bit I didn't have to of course so but you blocked I did it aggressively I, I blocked it fairly aggressively and it held up really well and it still looks like it bloomed a little bit yeah I would say that I would definitely say that and it smells good because i put my nice wool wash on mm. it <laughs> so it smells like wool wash not yes. naturally let me sniff my no. mitt that hasn't been <laughs> I don't really smell too much wooliness, which I'm surprised. I would Oops. expect it to smell wooly. So, but it's quite nice. The one thing that I did want to mention, and I just showed Gail this to confirm it, is that I I knit my shawl, this 22 little clouds that I mentioned previously, and I had to reserve 25% of the yarn for the ruffle. So I weighed it before I started knitting, and the tag on the yarn says four ounces 360 yards and that's the fingering weight and that's the fingering weight the actual weight of the skein was three ounces and three and three eighths ounces so that's significantly shorter or underweight right so i don't know if the weight is off Hopefully the yardage is not off because then that would mean that potentially consumers are not purchasing enough yarn. I'm not sure which, you know, you never know. But both of my, we did get two of these and both skeins were only three and three eighths. So it didn't seem to be an anomaly of only one skein. And we should probably mention that to the knitting boutique. So yeah, that they can I, check their I was going to ask them about that yeah because you know perhaps this was an anomaly or perhaps the mills settings are off. right and it could just be that the label is incorrect right like i said hopefully the yardage is still correct yeah because you don't want to get a skein of yarn and start to knit a shawl and run out before right. <laughs> you expect to right so that was the susquehanna which is again a polworth silk blend charlene knit up the fingering and i knit up the dk oh she did you knit the dk too in the berry hat i knit yeah i knit both double thumbs up now the second base that we got is called severn and this base is a BFL silk blend. So it's 75% BFL, 25, BFL is blue face luster, it's a breed of sheep, and 25% silk. And this was also a DK that they sent us and pretty similar statistics to the Susquehanna. It's a DK eight ply, 240 yards to four ounces. 
And this one, the gauge is slightly different. It's 5.5 to 6 stitches per the inch on US 5 to 6 needles. And if you remember from our interview with Deb Robeson, BFL is a long wool. So it's not known particularly for next to the skin softness, but it is very, very durable and has great drape as a long wool. So some of the things I expected with this yarn was a good drape because you get that from the BFL and from the silk, and it does have a very good drape. I was a little bit surprised by the rusticness of the yarn though. The, but it's not next to skin correct, soft. So, correct. Yeah. The, and I didn't bring my hat with me, unfortunately. I knit the knotted pine right. with that. I keep wanting to call it the knotted oak. So every time <laughs> I say it, I stop myself to make sure I'm not saying it incorrectly. It is the knotted pine hat. And this color was called ruby. And it's a very earthy pink. It's almost a brown-leaning pink. And yeah. it's beautiful. It's a very, very pretty color. It doesn't work well with my skin tone. So this hat is going to be a gift for which I'm very <laughs> excited. But it's a beautiful, it's not variegated, it's tonal. But because of the natural dye, it's it's very hand-dyed looking, like mm -hmm. you would expect a hand-dyed yarn to be. I really enjoyed the coloring. Yeah, we should have mentioned that before for the Susquehanna too. The, the purple Susquehanna, especially was yeah, very tonal. The purple was. The gray... Not as much, but the but purple definitely beautiful. was. Yeah, gorgeous colors. Now, our, our, what are you swatching ratings for this one? The texture of the yarn, I would say, is smooth but rustic. So my left index finger, which I carry my yarn over my left finger, is kind of sensitive right now because I've been using a lot of very rustic wools. And this wool definitely contributed to that. Not That's neither good nor bad. That's just it's the way just, it was. Yeah. And the sheen, what do you think about the sheen on this one? I'm getting the little partial partial ball. Well, looking at this, this we have a full skein here of a different color that Gail did not swatch with. And it's not, I know Blueface Luster's supposed to be a little shiny, but I don't think it's that shiny. I think you? it's a little bit shinier than the Susquehanna, but not much. Yeah. Because I also expected it to be shinier. I think probably the sheen we see might be from the silk, too. Yeah. So I was surprised by that. I expected more sheen in this as well. Density, I would call it a medium density, but oh boy, is this stuff drapey. So <laughs> the hat itself, when I knit it, was drapey. But when I blocked it, it is completely drapey. So this would be, I think, a really good yarn for something like a shawl or something that you want a lot of drape, too. I, because the pattern itself had cables, textured stitches, etc., I think that the textured stitches looked really good with this yarn. I don't think that the cables themselves looked as good. They kind of receded. They didn't pop like I wanted them to. I don't know if that's because of the color or because of the base, though. So that's just my opinion on how the yarn works on different kind of fabrics. I like the twist on the yarn. And, and the that same might... with the Susquehanna, too. Yeah. I like the twist a yeah. lot. And we didn't mention that before, so no, I just wanted didn't. to throw that in. I'm sorry. Oh, didn't and another, mean to... <laughs> thing, another thing we should say, too, Charlene and I have spoken a lot about this off mic. Just because two different yarns have the same fiber quantity or variability, you know, that you could have two yarns in your hand that are both BFL. The spin, the milling, the 
there are so many factors that go into mm-hmm. it. You can have two 100% BFL worsted weight yarns in your hand, and one could be completely different than the other, have completely different characteristics than the other. So just because we're saying that this particular BFL silk blend is A, B, and C doesn't mean that every DK no. BFL silk yarn will be the same way. So we're, we're finding so much variance, and it's a little confusing, even though we understand that the type of spin that the wool undergoes can change the qualities of it. But there are certain factors about the breed that should stay true. Right. 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 Like blue face Lester should be a more durable yarn right. because it's a long wool versus right. a short wool like Merino. Right. So that I had meant to mention that in the beginning because I expected every BFL yarn to be the same way and it's not. <laughs> and you know, I've been knitting for a long time and I still thought that would be true. Okay. So fuzz factor. Very, very slight halo yeah, on this one. Slight. Very More so slight. than the Susquehanna. Yeah, it has. But very slight. Yeah, but still, it's not like a halo. It's just very, yeah. very teeny bit of fuzz. And wearability, I would definitely call this outerwear. I, I personally wouldn't do well with this next to my skin. Yeah. It would make a good drapey sweater or a drapey shawl that you're I wearing so. over a t shirt yeah. or another layer. Mm-hmm. It would be great for that. Hats. As long as the brim wasn't rubbing up against your forehead, I think. So a slouchy hat that's more maybe back against your hair. Or some people, of course, like Deb described, some people have a a greater tolerance for that than others. And I know that I personally, if it's rough and scratchy on my hands, it's going to be rough and scratchy everywhere. So that's just something I look for. So those were our What Are You Swatching reviews today. Severn and Susquehanna from the Knitting Boutique. And of course, Charlene will have great show notes about those (laughs) and links. So the two books we're reviewing. Now, we're going to do a different type of book review, the same type we did the last episode. Instead of giving you a really in-depth review on these books, we're going to do a high-level review in terms of what do we think in these books would make for great gift knitting because of the time of year. So these were both sent to us by Cooperative Press, who are wonderful. They support a lot of knitters in producing books. And I'm trying to open it up on my iPad. I have notes, but I would like to be able to look at it as well. So the first book is called Hitch, and it is inspired by, as you might expect, Alfred Hitchcock. And very interesting photography in this one, did you think? (laughs) I I was going to mention that too. Okay, so first thing we should say is that The book Hitch, the collection is subtitled Patterns Inspired by the Films of Alfred Hitchcock. So I just want to mention that for me, it is entirely possible that I am missing out on some of the subtle nuances that others may pick up within this publication because I am not entirely familiar with Alfred Hitchcock. I've never seen anything other than birds. I don't know if I have either. I know of the stories in his movies, but I don't remember sitting down and watching an entire film all the way through. So. Yeah, same with me. So any time that like a sweater's named after a movie or a project's named after a movie or a character, <laughs> I'm not going to get it. I'm Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. But despite the fact that I don't have that familiarity I can still enjoy the patterns. (laughs) Indeed. And this one, this book in particular, has 29 patterns. It's edited by Stephanie Talent, and there are many, many designers who contributed. 
and I counted off the different types of patterns and how many. There are five mitt or glove patterns, 10 sweater or vest patterns, three hats, three socks, four shawls, three stoles or scarves, a capelet, and a cowl. That's an amazing selection, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And Gail had mentioned, what did you say about, you said the photography was interesting. Yes. And I had written down that the photography was very dramatic in certain bits. And sometimes it was a little too dramatic for me because I just wanted to see the knitted piece and I felt like the shadows and the lights, sometimes I just wanted to see the knitted piece. But like I said, I'm probably missing out on perhaps, you know, Assuming that each of these are from a character or a movie, then it's there's probably, probably shot like some, the directorial yes, style. There's of something Hitchcock. that I'm missing. Yeah. So, but but <laughs> I would have liked to see more close-up photos in this book. I think oh. it was really lacking. Cooperative press books usually have great close-ups, great especially close-ups of specific parts Check of the knit oh, where yeah. it has a different stitch pattern or something. Not so much in this book. I was a little disappointed hmm. by that. Were there any particular items that you thought were interesting? There were. I picked out actually five that I would knit as gifts because either, one, they obviously appealed to me, but two, because they didn't require much yarn, Mm -hmm. therefore they would be a quick knit. Okay. And the first one I really liked was the Stolen Jewels Mitts, which is by Stephanie Talent. They're a fingerless weight, and they're basically just stockinette fingerless mittens, but they have a really pretty bead pattern down along the back of your Mm -hmm. hand and a really pretty pico edge. And I just thought, wow, a lot of impact. And it's only 191 yards of sock weight yarn. Mm -hmm. So those are going to go pretty quickly. Yeah. Good impact for a gift there. A lot of bang for the buck. (laughs) Did you have some? The first one that I picked out was the Melanie shawl. Let me see if I can find it right here. And similarly, it had beads. Or it is knit with beads. I'm looking for a picture. I can't get a clear picture. Uh, oh, you're okay. The book's right here. Charlene has it open in Ravelry. I have the book open. So here's the book. Oh, okay. There we go. But it has oh, these pale blue beads. beads on gray. And I like the little motif. So that's the one. Knit with beads, and it's a shawl. It's not going to be as quick of a gift as the one that Gail mentioned, but I do think it's beautiful. It is really pretty. Although, like I said about close-ups, I didn't even realize there were beads on that shawl. The bead, it's a little monochromatic. Yeah. Yeah. That's sad because they really are beautiful and I wish I had seen that. Yeah. I also really liked the Alicia, Tam, and Mitts. Those are by Danny Berg. And they, again, are in fingering weight yarn, but they're really cute color work. And let's see. There are five colors total that they use for a total of 475 yards. So that seems like a lot, but again, it, there's a lot of visual bang for the buck, I think. with the And I actually, I like the, the hat better than the gloves even right there. I think that the hat itself, if you already have, have enough scrap in your stash to get the colors, mm-hmm. it's a, just a really pretty little mm-hmm. floral motif on the hat, really cute. Do you have another? Well, the sweater that I particularly liked would not be a timely gift knit. <laughs> That's what I was focusing just on things. I know I should gifts. have I should have too, but I just wanted to mention our gal Midge sweater. I particularly liked this one. It's a 
I believe, let me see, I wrote down. It's a top-down sweater with a collar. I loved the way the sleeves and the shoulder came together with almost a little Y where the increases are. And I loved the little detail at the button collar where it's got the contrasting ribbon there. So I just particularly liked that one. Again, not a wonderfully quick, delicious gift knit, but <laughs> maybe a, a beautiful knit in and of itself. There we go. Oops, what did I do? You took it to the page. Okay. So we're playing with it there on my go. iPhone. There we go. My filthy iPhone. But I like I'm looking that. at the screen sideways and oh my gosh, it's dirty. <laughs> the other one that I think is, is a great honorable mention is the Souvenir of a Killing Beret. And the name kind of freaks me out. I don't want to wear a beret. It's called Souvenir of a Killing. That's by Kristen Hanley Cordozo. And I first one, I like the pattern. It's a striped, almost a zigzag, zigzag or chevron type of pattern. And it's knit with Sincere Sheep's Equity Sport, which oh. is the 100% Rambouillet that I used on my beret recently. So I thought that was pretty cool that it was Sincere Sheep. And it's about a 400-yard hat, so two skeins of Sincere Sheep and some type of contrasting color for color mm -hmm. work. So I think that would be another quick, fun knit, and you'd get a chance to try an indie yarn that's 100% yeah. wool, etc. Okay. Did you have any others? No. All right, so that was Hitch, Patterns Inspired by the Films of Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> by Stephanie Talent. And then the next one is called Cascadia. Let me see if I can bring up my... And that one is... The editors are Amanda Milne and Fiona McLean. And this one is based on the region bordering the west coasts of Canada and the northern U.S. So... Yeah, the two authors, Fiona and Amanda, are from British Columbia. And then Kim Worker, who wrote the introduction, lives in Vancouver. And the cool thing about this book is not only are the designers from that region... They also used yarn from that region. So every pattern has information about the designer, including an interview with the designer. And then each pattern also includes like a sidebar of information about the yarn and the dyer. So there's not quite an interview, but it's just interesting. There's a lot of great information about the knitting mm -hmm. stuff available from mm -hmm. that region. I really liked that part of the book. It's like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> And again, there are, in this one, there are 11 patterns, mm -hmm. six sweaters, including a man's sweater and sweaters yeah. for children, yeah. which I think there was one men's sweater in Hitch, yeah. but no children's clothing. There are two hats, a shawl, a scarf, and socks. So again, pretty great variety of patterns in the book. And again, I focused on just things that I know, are gift specific. And there, there are some the hats that you mentioned and actually the the shawl it's a shawl slash scarf that i like is i really the red like cedar too. and that is another tin can knits I believe, yeah pattern. tin can knits is two women alexa and emily and yeah, they and are the one, pair this one is written by emily and i quite like this and this it's would beautiful. be a gift <laughs> it would definitely be a good gift knit this one is actually knit in cascade eco wool two skeins of cascade eco 
eco wool, which would go by pretty quickly because it's on big needles. So yeah, my version of the book is missing all sorts of letters. So Charlene's wrinkling her face like, what is wrong? I know, when I mm. opened it, I don't know what's wrong with it. It's a PDF problem. Yeah, a PDF problem. But two skeins of eco wool, or it's also written for fingering weight yarn. So it's a little bit heavy on the yarn usage compared to a hat, but it's really pretty. It it's would be gorgeous. a good impact yeah. gift and super warm. And it's more of a stall, a stole, I think, than a scarf. Yes. It's pretty yeah. darn big. Yeah. And then, of course, I loved another sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Beacon Hill sweater, I knew you were like that. which is by Jane Richmond. It's a top down cardigan with somewhat of a shawl collar. It's not a big, long, traditional shawl collar that goes the whole entire front of the sweater. It's just a small shawl collar that goes just around the neck. Mm -hmm. It's very pretty. And I really like that. Very Is that a smock stitch? I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't read the pattern. Yeah, the whole it's the whole entire sweater has a texture to it that has I think a texture is to it. Yeah, and then the sleeves are a little bit longer and I think you increase it the sleeves to give it a slight look of a ruffle. So it just has a, a lot of little feminine touches to it which make it very sweet and special. I like it. I like that one a lot. <laughs> I also like the title flats cable hat. It's knit in, well, it's a hat obviously. It has a cable panel on it. And this one is by Melissa Thompson. It's another worsted weight project. And this one, it called for anywhere between 300 and 430 yards. No, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. 200 yards of worsted weight yarn. That makes much more sense. So that's gonna be a very quick gift mm -hmm. knit. And it just, another high impact with the neat cable pattern. Right. It's slouchy. Right. Of course, you could knit it less slouchy if you wanted, but right. I think it's really pretty. So both these books, they contain patterns that would be great for you to knit as gifts. The pattern books themselves are probably great gifts for another knitter. So for both of them, giftability factor is very high. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and like we said, that's what we're trying to focus the review on. That's Boo saying hi, isn't it? Oh, oh that was the, the male man. I thought it was Boo jumping down off the table. He came and said hello before we turned on the mic and he was so lovey and purring. He's just so cute. Okay, so we have one more review. We're going to review a knit gadget today. A new gadget, really cool. a new tool. That These were sent to us by Grello and Gray, and it is a new-to-the-market knitting counter. It's called the Circa Counter. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And there is a patent pending on this design, which if you look at it, it looks like an old style watch. pocket watch or, or a stopwatch stop yeah to me it looks like a pocket watch one of those big grandfatherly type pocket yeah, watches it's you big. would always it, imagine it's it fills like your the palm hand. of your hand yeah it definitely fills the palm of your hand and it has let's see i guess i should bring up the website it's the it comes with a little instruction book which kind of sounds intimidating but it's not <laughs> it's really actually a funny little instruction book but the idea behind this counter is that it's not just for rows. With the same counter, you can keep track of three different things. For example, you could keep track of decreases, your rows, and a cable pattern. Or if you have something that has many cable patterns, you could keep track of all three cable patterns mm -hmm. at the same time. Or if you're doing a row count, then and then you're told you're working on a sweater, you're, you've got a row count going, and then it tells you to increase for the bust every fourth row. 
It'll keep track of that every fourth row, and then you have to do that seven more times. You can keep track of that as well. So you can keep track of three running counts at the same time, which sounds complicated, but a lot of you probably do it with pen and paper. And I know that there are electronic counters that keep track of three things that are very popular. So the nice thing about this is that you get to do it without running the battery of your phone down. Right. <laughs> and one of the things in the instruction booklet is the stress on at the same time. So right. you've probably all knit at least one pattern where it says, decrease and at the same time continue this pattern stitch right. and at the same time so the whole idea of this counter is to keep track of those at the same time yeah. things yeah. so they have a little tab they have three different counters which are three different colors and there's a little tab that you use to advance that counter each time you do a repeat or a row or whatever you're keeping track of but for me even cooler than that on the face of the counter are three little hands that you can move. It looks like watch hands. It does. It looks like there are three watch hands. And you can move them so that if you have, I want to find an example from the book because they have the best ones. So the button cardigan. So they're saying work decreases row seven, eight, every 10 rows, six times. And at the same time, make a buttonhole row five every 14 rows <laughs> so they use one color to show how many rows are happening they use another counter to show how many decreases have happened and they use another counter to show how many buttonhole rows have happened and on the face of the counter those corresponding colors one of them stops at seven which is every seventh row one of them stops at 10 which is 10 times and then for the buttonhole, it's set at 14 because you do the buttonhole every 14th row. So on the face, you can see where you're supposed to stop doing <laughs> the instructions. So right. to me, that was the key. It's like, okay, well, I can keep track of all these things on paper, but oh, it tells me when to stop making when, buttonholes yeah. or when to stop doing increases yeah. or decreases. That to me was like the golden key right. of this gadget. Right. I, I started using this the other night. I can't. I was knitting, just knitting a few rows of something, and so I was just trying it out. And I think it's going to be really useful. I do, too. I really like it. I, I, use... I was a little intimidated by it at first because, like you said, it came with the instruction mm -hmm. book. But they're on. if you look on their website, they have video tutorials available. And that's intimidating, too. That though. sounds intimidating. <laughs> I know it does. But then once I think it clicks, once that aha moment happens then you're good to go. And I think that if you have used any kind of counter where you keep track of two things at once, I think it would click really fast. It because it did for me once I actually did it. Exactly. There was that hesitation where, oh, I don't even want to look at it. This is intimidating. But once I actually sat down and, and did it, I realized, oh, this is easy. And it took me, <laughs> I read through the the instruction booklet is very small we're making it sound more i know <laughs> and it's all in color and it's very big text so it's really not much to read it took me about two minutes of reading to have the aha moment yeah and realize oh my gosh okay so it tells me when to stop i yeah. love it yeah so don't be intimidated by it even though like i said it's kind of big it has a lot of kind of moving pieces to it so i just like charlene looked at it set it down 
and decided not to touch it until we were writing the right. review. <laughs> but now in hindsight, I'm wishing that I had used it because this would have been perfect keeping track of things for my thrummed booties oh. and some other things. This would have been really, really handy. Yeah, well, there'll be other projects. There will. Hopefully casual lace <laughs> yes, when I cast it there on. You I go. will use this as a test. There you go. So, yeah. So it's a fun little thing. And if you have a knitter on your gift list or if you perhaps are a knitter who likes gadgets there are a lot of us out there who like gadgets yes this is definitely something to check out like i said i really appreciate the fact that this won't run down the battery of my device or my phone or worse you're you go to keep track of your pattern and you can't find your phone and then you realize (laughs) it's plugged in because the battery is dead right and how are you going to keep track of your rose now because your phone's dead yeah the one thing I do want to say about this is it doesn't feel very rugged. So I'm pretty hard on some of my knit things that I bring when I'm traveling around. I'll just throw them in my knitting bag and go. I don't think I would throw this in my knitting bag. I yeah. would be more cautious with this. We I both, don't think it's going to break easily, but I also... Well, we both noticed that when we got it out, when they came shipped to us, they were shipped very nicely wrapped up in bubble wrap. And when we got them out to talk about them we had both rewrapped ours in the bubble wrap just <laughs> to bring over to talk about so i guess we're i'm just not sure how rugged it will be it could be that you could toss it around we'll see i'm not going to we'll drop be, it on the floor to find no, out no no but, i'm going to treat it with a little more caution yeah than that. yeah but very cool product it's very fun very very fun and the colors blue yellow and gray are fun to look at, happy colors, and they're fun. You know, I should have asked my husband. My husband's colorblind. I should have asked him if he can see these colors. Oh, that would be interesting. I will ask, <laughs> and I'll ask Charlene to put that in the show notes, because I should have asked him that right away. It should have occurred to me, because if you are colorblind, I don't know. It's going to depend on what colors you can and can't see, yeah. too. He's red and purple colorblind, but I think he could probably see these colors yeah. pretty clearly, which is yeah. cool. It's, it's a fun little piece. I mean, yeah. definitely if you're into, like I said, gadgets or it kind of has a little steampunky look to it. It kind of does. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does. You're right. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, so well, we... thank you very much to Grello and Gray for sending us those two uh, counters. Yes. Thank you to Grello and Gray. Thank you to Cooperative thank you Press. To Cooperative and thank Press, you to Press. And thank you to Knitting Boutique. Yeah. We appreciate all we of really those do. types we of really contributions do. We appreciate your support. And we're always going to be honest about the products regardless. Yeah. So you can look forward to honest reviews. <laughs> and luckily, all of these were very well received. On our <laughs> and we know we've gone quite over our allotted time with you. So thanks so much for hanging in there with us. We won't usually try to pack so many No, we're just trying to, episode. like we said, get a lot in. Before it's the, the season, yeah. And we will have a couple more wool series interviews yes. coming up Our as well. Our wool series has gone over so well that we have a few more fun episodes planned for you. And we're super excited yeah. about that. One of them in particular I'm itching to get <laughs> onto. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We hope that you have great November. Great it'll November. Be de- December by the time yeah. we're back again. And so... Happy holidays to ha- everybody. Yes, if happy you're holidays. And look for that Knit Some Good project, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. 
goodbye and good knits.